Hey, welcome to Annotated ELA, a podcast for ELA teachers looking for ways to engage and motivate your students to be better readers, writers, communicators, and people. I'm your host, Melissa, a classroom teacher with 20 years experience in middle school. Join me right here each week for practical tips, stories, inspiration, and actionable strategies to use in your classroom and some laughs. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Annotated ELA. I'm so excited that you are joining me today. We are going to talk about writing conferences, what they are, what I think the elements are that make a successful writing conference, why you should do them, and the real magic that is writing conferences. So I am so excited that you're joining me today so we can talk about all things writing conferences. But before we jump into the episode, if you want more on all the writing conference goodness, go ahead and download the writing conference guide at annotatedela.com slash confer. All right, let's get into it. You might be thinking, Melissa, I'm a secondary or middle school ELA teacher I don't have time for writing conferences and there's barely time just for the writing with all of the standards that we have to teach. Let me tell you that I hear you. I hear you. My first two years teaching, I was lucky enough just to teach writing and I didn't even do writing conferences then. I was skeptical. I'm not going to lie. I was skeptical because who has time for that? I'm teaching writing. I'm teaching the whole class and we're plowing forward but there's nothing I love more than teaching writing and writing conferences have been a game changer. And so I want to share with you why it's important to find the time and take the time to do them. So let's get into the first thing about writing conferences and what they are. So what is a writing conference? First of all, let me start by saying that it is not a curriculum or a program. It's just a strategy or a method for teaching writing. You can make it fit your needs for your classroom, for yourself, for your students. That's the beautiful thing about it is that it's just a strategy. So make it work for you and your students. I think that there are elements that help a writing conference, and I'm going to get to those in a minute. But I also want to say that a writing conference is just a conversation between you and a student or between you and a group of students. You're just writers talking about writing. And I think that when some of that pressure comes off, when it we take away the, it has to be this way or that way, and that when we look at it as just another strategy that we can use to make our own, it makes writing conferences doable. So let's talk about some of those elements that I think help make a writing conference successful, the flow of what's worked. So the first thing I do is I explore what my writers or my students are doing with their writing. In the beginning, I do not think I was very good at this because they would come and I'd be like, how's your writing going? What's going on with your writing? And we kind of look at each other because we weren't practiced at or skilled at talking about the writing. So students would often jump into what their topic was. I always go to narrative, but we could have been writing an argumentative. They could be persuading. Maybe they were persuading their parents to get their favorite video game. And so instead of talking about their actual skills or strategies they were using, they would give me the reasons why, which is a skill. Here's the reasons my parents should get me that video game. But were they really using transitions or were those reasons even supporting the claim they had made? Did they even have a claim? Did they explain how those reasons support the claim? Were they really 
following the elements, the skills, and the strategies of a persuasive piece of writing. And I wasn't very good at guiding the conversation in that way, and it took lots of practice. So I want to put that plug in there, is that practice makes better. So just jump in and do it. But you want to explore what they're doing as a writer with their writing. Once they have talked about what they're doing with their writing, maybe they've said, oh, I tried a new type of hook, or I'm not sure that my reasons are strong enough to persuade, or if they're writing a narrative and it's a memoir piece about a favorite memory and it's a day at the beach, maybe they need to narrow the topic to not every single detail that happened at the beach, but picking one of the most memorable moments from that day at the beach. Or maybe their transitions aren't showcasing time in a narrative or transitions of time. You really want to look at those standards and then what's the skills and if they're using those skills well in their writing and talking about those skills. That's a shift for everyone, was for me anyway. So I think that having those standards and knowing what skills you want the students to get is a great place to start when you're exploring what they're doing as a writer. Next, you'll evaluate how well they're doing what they say they're doing. So are they using transitions well? Is the topic narrowed? Is the persuasive piece persuasive? What elements are they using? Ethos, pathos, logos, all of those things. So you evaluate how well they're doing what they intend to do and what you think they need, but also hearing what they think they need. Let them evaluate how well they're doing. Because again, this is a conversation. You are just two writers giving each other feedback on the writing and what is being discussed. After you've explored and evaluated, it's time to decide what to teach or what you're going to guide the student to do. Here's the tricky part. The student might think they need one thing and you may not agree with that. So it can be a tricky line to walk on when a student thinks they need or want help with one thing, but you're seeing something else and you can't get behind them. And that's a whole other episode on how to walk that line. But usually I think that I can get behind what my students are wanting to try. So once we've decided what to teach or what to work on, then I teach it. I also want to point out that I didn't, that when you're deciding what to teach, it should be a skill or a strategy that's going to help that student in all future writing. Again, we're working on what makes writing better for all writing. And so it should be something that they can use the next time they write another persuasive piece, argumentative piece, narrative piece, informational piece, compare, contrast, whatever it is you're working on, it should flow between their next writing piece. And even it could be a skill that crosses all those genres of writing. Once you've taught it, have them practice it and have some way for them to take that with them. This is why I believe in writing notebooks. I like to have all of their drafts in the writing notebook, but I also like a section as their toolbox where we put strategies and skills that we've talked about in conferences or that we've learned as a whole class or a mini lesson because I want to send them on their way to then use that strategy in their writing, and I want them to have a way to reference it when they need to. So teach it, model it, send them on their way to use it. So let's recap really quickly what those elements are. Explore what they're doing as a writer. Evaluate how well they're doing what they say they're doing. Decide what to teach, and then teach it, model it, practice it, and send them on their way. With all of that being said, why do I take my precious, precious instructional time because I know it's precious. Those of you who are teaching 46, 45 minute classes, 56 minute classes, 90 minute, 100 minute, it all seems like it's not enough time. Again, do what works for you. 
I currently have 56 minute periods on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, and then Wednesday and Thursday are block days. So I do spend a lot of our block time writing conferences. However, Fridays are always a writing time for us, whatever we're working on. Even if it's free writing, we spend time writing and talking about what we're working on. And that's just something that I've made Fridays be. So do what works for you. Again, you know your students, you know your schedule. That's a whole other conversation. But I do them and I spend that precious class time for several reasons. One is that it's built-in differentiation. It is a way for me to not just always teach to the whole class, which I am guilty of. It's so much easier just to teach that whole strategy. If they need it or not, I'm teaching it. And that is fine. It works. But this is a way for me to make sure that each of my students are getting what they need. If I can, if we're working on writing Friday and I have 15 minutes where I can go plop down next to five kids and talk to them for about three minutes each, I've done a writing conference. I've made it happen. And that's a beautiful thing. Even three minutes. How's your writing going? What are you doing? Ooh, this looks like something you could do. And I move on. That's a writing conference. It was that simple. So I get that chance to individually provide what each student needs. It also puts the students in the driver's seat. They have to take ownership of what they're doing. And this is so important. It also focuses on process over product. So those kind of go together for me. And this is a whole other episode, how I grade writing. But their final draft for me is worth one point because we really focus on that rubric score. The process is so important. Great writing doesn't just come out of thin air. It's hard work. And I want them to take control of that. And I want them to act on the feedback I'm giving them in their moment. Because I don't know about you, but when I have a hundred essays to grade and I'm grading them and I'm leaving feedback, they're not using it. They often make the same mistake over and over again. Also, let me be clear that writing conferences are not a magic bullet. Just because I've taught them one thing and provided that feedback and they've acted on it, it might also be that they'll make that mistake again. I can tell you, though, that with writing conferences, I have found that my students make that same mistake less often. And when they do, I'm not as frustrated with leaving the comment because the comment is not a long, drawn-out explanation of what to do. I can reference We discussed this in writing conference. Check your notebook as a reference. I can remind them more easily. And that reduced grading time is huge and significant for me. It also guides my instruction. If I'm sitting with those five kids on that Friday and I'm finding that all five of them are struggling, I might do a quick check-in with some others and then I can pull small group or it needs to be a whole class mini lesson or review. So it's just a really valuable time that is not wasted and it's not one more thing to do because it's eliminating the need for so many other things that I was doing before. And finally, for me, writing conferences are a way to really make a connection with my students. And I think I'm pretty good at connecting and creating a culture and a community in my classroom that is one of respect and motivation and progress. However, Sitting down together as two writers talking about writing creates a relationship on a different level with those students. And it also alleviates when I'm laying in bed at night wondering, I didn't really talk to so-and-so or did I make sure so-and-so was noticed today with writing conferences? I'm almost tracking that time and I make sure that every student gets it. And that's really upped my game as far as 
classroom culture, writing culture, and relationships with my students. I think they also feel more respected and on the level of an equal that I see them as a writer and they see me as a writer and not just their teacher. And that's just something special that writing conferences can bring to your classroom on the warm and fuzzy side of things. So let's recap writing conferences and why I think you should give them a try if you're not. First of all, writing conferences are not a curriculum or a program. It's just a strategy that you can use to mold and fit your needs, your students' needs, and your scheduling needs. Writing conferences are just a conversation about writing between two writers. The elements that make a writing conference successful are to explore what the writer is doing, evaluate how well they're doing it, decide what to teach, and then teach it and give them a way to take it with them to practice and use in all their future writing. I think writing conferences are the best thing ever because it's built-in differentiation. It puts students in the driver's seat. They own that writing process and they are acting on feedback in the moment. It guides my instruction. It puts the emphasis on that process over the product. And can I get a hallelujah? It reduces my grading and feedback time on that back end. I'm not spending as many hours as I used to. And the real magic in writing conferences is that connection, culture, and community that it builds. And I didn't mention this, but I want to, that it also builds it between the students. They begin talking to each other like writers and talk about a magical moment when they can take that and run with it. You've done your job as a teacher. We've all had that feeling, those moments that you are just, this is why I do it. And I think writing conferences as hard and as tricky as they can be in the beginning, practice makes better and it just creates magic in the classroom. So I hope that I have given you something to think about and you are going to rush out and give writing conferences a go. I would really love it if you enjoyed this episode. Take a screenshot and share it on your socials and tag me at Annotated ELA so that you can share the goodness with all of your teacher friends. Until next time, bye for now. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to today's episode. For more support with all things ELA, visit my free resource page on my website at annotatedela.com slash free. Until next time, friends, remember, the magic is in the process.